0: Is there any last pieces of information about yourself you would like to share with people today before we go?
1: Well, of course, I because of my background, I am an idealist, mm-hmm. but I really feel that just giving won't solve problems. You have to find the actual solution, and usually it's technology. Um, and with the technology comes the financial solution, which is why in the next interview, we'll discuss the fintech we came about, up with, which I believe is a major solution to this problem of degrading infrastructure. And welcome everyone to the CEO briefing. That's a little tease on a interview series. We'll play some of it more, uh, but the, a great outfit is helping us with shareholder awareness called North Equities. And despite being Canadians, I think they're pretty good people. Just giving, I was born in Canada, so I can say that, right? So water is the new gold. And we are monetizing water because until recently, it was primarily a government business. And it's just like the the New York subway system in reverse. The New York subway system started out commercial, which is why there's so many uh, subway lines that converge on Wall Street because they were all in competition. And then of course got nationalized by the the city of New York. Now these things are happening in reverse and water is one of the major events. All right. Uh, Thursday, October 13th, briefing number 182. And yes, there is a new beneficial income asset, water. All right. As usual, we have our safe harbor statement, disclaimer on the offering, which you should always do your own due diligence on, of course. We got some coverage in the water trades. For a long time, we were not focusing on the water trades. Uh, We were trying to, you know, get some headway with mainstream media, but The water trades are important because they show up in in web searches and they're also very good for business, obviously. So we got a little piece in Water Online. It was about this cool thing where these kids, uh, these South Florida students put together a project, which there they are, St. Mark's Episcopal School. And they launched this thing called C-Lab, which is a tidal pool that enables them to Basically, explore water, and uh, I made a comment about that. And this is the kind of thing that sort of keeps us in the in the game, so to speak. And we're going to be doing a lot more of this water world, water online type stuff. It's very important. Okay, now I'm going to go ahead and play a couple of interviews uh, as North Equities moved in to start spreading the word about us. So let's go ahead and play a short one with me and a short one with Ken. Here we go.
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us here at Origin Clear's channel. Just want to let you all know what we're going to be doing with this interview series here. We're going to be going through company updates and industry updates, answering any questions you guys have for us. If you have any, don't be shy, and please send them over, and we will, of course, be introducing members of the team. So who better to kick us off for video number one than Chief Executive Officer, Chairman of the Board, Riggs Eckleberry? Riggs, how are you doing today?
1: Michael, I'm great. Thank you very much. And uh, since the hurricane passes by, we're super happy.
0: Good. Glad to hear you're in the clear down there in Florida Riggs. And I, what I really want to do is get to know you a little bit and get the origin story of Origin Clear, so to speak. So first and foremost, tell me about your past experience. What really makes you tick as a businessman?
1: Well, that's a really good question because I had an early career in the nonprofit space. Uh, you know, first of all, I was raised internationally, so I have no home, I kind of like bummed about in the Caribbean and <laughs> Europe. And, um, you know, my dad was the uh, madman guy, you know, like very, very uh, typical 50s type exec. Um, I got bit by the nonprofit bug. And as part of that, I actually became a, a merchant mariner, you know, sailed the seven seas, all that good stuff. Finally, in the 80s, I got really fascinated by the potential for high tech to transform our society. And as you know, that was This is just when businesses were starting to move from the paper records to the computer records and so forth. And that's what I jumped into in New York in the, in the eighties. Um, and that was a learning experience. Um, you know, try having, uh, 12 people, every, the payroll, every two weeks in Manhattan, that was fun and different. Um, but what I learned from that was that, um, tech really is transformative. It it makes big changes happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and eventually i gave away that business to my to my best salesman and he's you know done a great job with it i moved on to la and ended up in the dot-com in the 90s which was perfect for me i loved the fact that you could use computers not just to calculate but to communicate and of course we've seen that happen uh the world is is really communicating on the computer big time um and i had to learn so much during the dot-com and and i think started going up the ladder so to speak And by 2005, I was the number two of a company that was going on to the NASDAQ. It successfully did. Mm -hmm. But I saw that there were cracks in that company that could not be fixed. And I also felt like all number twos that I could be a better number one. (laughs) So I spoke to a a fund that I'd gotten to know. And uh, they said, yeah, Riggs, you could be a CEO. But we're not doing tech anymore. We're doing green and specifically we think that algae is the next biofuel and do you wanna launch a company in the algae space? And I'm like, okay. Uh, in fact, I had a brother who would, had some some uh, intellectual property in the area and we launched a company in the algae space and I had so much fun with that. I was on all the top you know, mass media shows and so forth um, and uh, I was called Man. It was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, fracking arrived Cost of crude oil dropped below $50. And all of a sudden, algae was a science experiment. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not accustomed to just giving up. So we pivoted. And our technology for extracting algae from water became a technology for extracting toxins, sewage, et cetera, from water. And that became the, you know, the company that was eventually called Origin Clear. Mm-hmm. And uh we then learned so much about the water industry because it's essentially unchangeable. It's very set in its ways. So basically, what what we learned algae was like. Who knew? It was brand new. Everything was there was no existing world of algae. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, water has been around for you know a couple hundred years, um, and it's very set in its ways. Probably rightly so because of public health, but at the same time. Uh, we learned that it's very hard to change. And there's change needed in water. Uh, We've seen that happen all the time. Uh, Jackson, Mississippi, uh, the water ran brown. Why? Well, it turns out that water infrastructure has been neglected at least since 1960. And it's gotten worse and worse. So we have a problem where the central infrastructure is decaying in this country. And Um, in other countries, it's not at all. Like look at India, there's like basically no infrastructure. So there's a real problem with central infrastructure and it won't be solved centrally, right? Definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So the solution then is to unburden the central system with do-it-yourself water treatment by businesses and agriculture who represent about 90% of all the demand.
0: You know what's really interesting, Riggs, and one of the reasons why I would like to dive deeper into this on, on the next video is is water is if not the most important thing, one of the top three most important things infrastructure wise for, for virtually any country to have any level of success in, in health health at all, right? I mean, um poor sanitation, poor poor access to water is one of the leading causes of death in, in almost any nation that doesn't have quality access to it. So I'm real curious to hear your thoughts deeper on related to ours falling apart, because that's not something I would like to see happen either, but pulling the conversation back to you for just the last little question here, Riggs, what is it like being the chief executive officer? What do you handle now that you're in that role?
1: Well, it's a really good question because for a long time, I didn't have a good bench. Uh, it takes a while to build your your crew and um you know i've i've been around other execs uh and film directors for example um who they took their crew with them because it's that's the value once you have your team that's the real asset and so it took me really until 2018 to um literally 10 years to finally get a team of top top technologists top managers really great uh business development people etc And that's when my life turned to just a hectic, you know, feed the fire, feed the fire to, okay, we got something going on. I can actually breathe and think and get strategic. And that's the story for the last four years, what we've been doing.
0: Interesting, you know, I've definitely heard that before. That it is—it's it, not—it's obviously not just one person ru- ruling the ship. Is it's a team of people, and um, I've also heard it described as instead of it being a pyramid-shaped top-down thing, as the CEO, you're kind of the root of root of a bush, trying to enable everyone to grow as best they can in their respective areas.
1: It makes a lot of sense. Um, another way to look at it is a sort of a three hundred and sixty look, where you're the you're the hub, and you're trying to reconcile the full uh, 360 degree view of everything that's going on um and you can that can become a trap or you can rise above it and have you know a great view of all the competing needs and bring people to bear on the problems so it's not always you well said well Riggs this
0: has been a great introduction to you thank you for coming on is there any last pieces of information about yourself you would like to share with people today before we go?
1: Well, of course, I because of my background, I am an idealist, Mm -hmm. but I really feel that just giving won't solve problems. You have to find the actual solution, and usually it's technology. Um, And with the technology comes the financial solution, which is why in the next interview, we'll discuss the fintech we came up with, which I believe is a major solution to this problem of degrading infrastructure.
0: Perfect. Well, Riggs, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you everybody for watching. If you have any questions, don't be shy and please send them over. Riggs, thank you. Look forward to chatting again next time.
1: Can't wait, Michael. Thank you. Excellent little interview. And uh, there's going to be a lot more of this. And obviously, you know, it's like the tree that falls in the forest and nobody Sees it or hears it, did it fall? So obviously, it's all going to be about the distribution that this outfit gets for us. And uh, we have high hopes. I'm now going to move on to the same interview of Ken. I haven't seen it. So, Ken, I just hope you did a good job because, you know, we're rolling with it.
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us here at Origin Clear's channel. We have another special interview for you guys today as we sit here with the executive vice president and co creator of Water on Demand, Ken Barringer. Ken, how are you doing today?
2: I'm well, Michael. Thanks for having me.
0: Perfect. Very glad to have you on. So, similar to how we did with Riggs, what I'm real curious about is your past experience prior to getting involved and your progress to where you are today. So, before you got involved with Origin Clear, Ken, tell me about what you were up to and like what really makes you tick as a businessman and entrepreneur.
2: Okay. Very good. Um, well, going back to the beginning, I, uh, I was a retail broker back in the very early nineties. So uh, I've got a 35 year, uh, career in various parts of being an entrepreneur finance and so on. So investment banking, um, real estate financing, but I did, I was a retail broker back in the very early nineties. Um, you know, prior to the, you know, uh, prior to the TD Ameritrade, uh, you know, Charles Schwab era, Mm -hmm. where retail became kind of a different animal. It kind of evolved into, many of your folks became money managers. But I did that uh, as a very young man. Um, Wall Street became a little tough to just, I mean, just traveling there every day. You know, I lived in, I lived on Long Island. I lived in Manhattan for a while. And uh, after, oh, I don't know, the early nineties, I became a little bit, working on wall street i became acutely aware of the opportunities that were out there in all kinds of other businesses right because you you're constantly underwriting these companies mm-hmm. and you're seeing about all these other opportunities so becoming a little bit um frustrated uh with retail i, I branched off and, and got involved in a lot of um, real estate financing
1: mm-hmm.
2: i ran several firms marketing companies that uh we able to do outreach for mostly uh, uh, C to B, customer to business type things. Um, legal firms uh, ran a mortgage bank for a while. You know, real estate financing um, that ran up through to about a decade ago. Um, and I did a lot of elite sales training. Uh, I was I was brought in by folks to you know basically train um, sales forces. I had done that pretty successfully. Uh, with with stockbrokers i basically mm-hmm. told them how to present themselves how to how to uh how to prepare um you know to come to show up to work with with all of your ideas clear be able to how to how to convey your ideas to the to to your customer um and for good or for bad i was noticed by a gentleman um who uh turned out being a, becoming a friend called me i was training i trained a bunch of folks that they had come in and about a year later, he called me and said uh, I had a couple of businesses that were running. It, it was good. You know, money was coming in. It was it was comfortable. I was living on Long Island. That wasn't so great. But I got a phone call and he said, look, uh, you know, I'm a president of a public company, um, small, you know, microcap company. Um, and we, we think we're really, really close to being able to do something great. But we really need capital. Um, I heard you speak, blah, blah, blah. Can you raise money for me? And, you know, up until that time, the Jobs Act and raising money for, you know, microcap companies and private placements was mm-hmm. something I didn't even even entertain. Well, I had, I had, um, I had a pretty successful business that was running. Uh, it wasn't something that required all my time. So I said, you know what, sure, let's do it. And, and I kind of took my old set of skills from, you know, the early 90s, from 25 years ago now at that point and put them to work on developing a way to raise money for um, these, you know, private investment into public entity type companies. I did that really well, Uh, it went well for about four years. My contract was up and I was kind of doing a month to month thing and a mutual friend who I worked with from way, way back when also knew that uh, I was in the space and asked me, he said, you know, I know a fella that they're, this incredible company, he's a, you know, he's a genius. But he really needs, you know, he needs that thing. You know, he needs someone that can help um, project the message of what they're trying to do. I think they can be a great company, but he really needs they 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 need they need someone to raise capital for. them. Okay, great. I met I met Riggs at that point. We did a we did a quick phone call, and um, you know, I I think I had. I was I was at the end of my contract, and I said, "You know what? Let's do this." And I think I started the very next mu- next month. That was four and a, almost four and a half years ago. Um, since then, now so I, I came in as a contractor, right? I, I, I basically had a marketing firm. I had I had folks that worked the phones. Remember when people used to sell stuff over the phone, not Zoom.
0: Classic, yeah. Um,
2: so so uh, you know so you know I had a whole room full. I had you know space and you know a dozen guys on the phone. You know, phoning prospective investors, calling up, you know, uh, the usual folks like me, right? And um, was very successful at it. So I kind of took that whole operation, brought it over to Origin Clear, and was able to um, establish a real good, solid marketing arm for the company in very old fashioned, you know, um, investor outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, I came in as a contractor and I worked that way for a while. But as this started to develop, I, you know, Riggs and I would get on these calls at 11 o'clock at night and I would start giving, I, I'd have ideas on how we wanted to structure um, the offerings on, on on maybe how different creative ideas on how we wanted to um, work with the company. he said, look, I, I want you to come in. I want you to, you know, I want to, you know, this is the same philosophy I have. Um if he's an agency guy, his loyalty's to the agency. If he works for you, then his loyalty is for you, right? So he had a similar philosophy, right? Um, he felt I had a lot to offer. Hopefully, he was right, uh, and I came in as a, a VP of Business Development. I was developing the Origin Clear business with with Riggs. He was kind of my co my co strategist. Um, that developed for quite a while, and in the meantime, um, we got the company really good in good shape. Um, our financing was strong. The way we were raising money, we weren't going to uh, these these lenders that are very often, you know very common in the market or in the micro cap space. We were working with your mainstream, high net worth accredited investors who liked the idea, who are going to take a little bit of their more aggressive capital, and understood that in a couple of years it could be you know that that moment right. And that's a good strong uh, investor base because these folks. Um, they understand what you're doing. They understand you're building something. They have foresight. And they also have a little bit of patience. They're not looking in six weeks going, how are we doing, right? Um, they're those, those angel, in, and not quite angel, but close to an angel type of investor. So um, as we began to really accelerate these efforts, Origin Clear began to make a couple of really good moves. Uh, hopefully, I had something to do with it. Certainly, Riggs had everything to do with it. But... Um, we, you know, we made a couple of very smart acquisitions. We brought in some talent. We began to build a team. So at first, it was just rigs. Then it was just Riggs and I. So it was like two guys with our backs to each other, you know, trying to knock off all the bad guys, you know. Well, and okay. um, after a while, we got really good at that. And and we would have these late night calls, and we'd be finishing each other's sentences, you know. So it became kind of a mind meld, and it really became a really good partnership between he and I. So um, we got to a point where. We were great with capital. We had a, an amazing team, a great COO, a great CFO. Uh, we had uh, progressive water treatment. We had modular water systems, and um, COVID came around, and we kind of had that oh oh crap moment. You know, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Uh, we thought the world was folding. We didn't know that at the time the government was going to hand out. $6 trillion of money to anybody who could fill out an application, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but at the time, we really thought that it was going to be, you know, what we experienced in our own growth as a company and finally getting these operating units that, that have a huge demand for product out there. But it was always getting stuck in the money. You know, eight, eight out of 10 of your targets. I need a million dollar system. The only thing I'm missing, guys, is a million dollars, right? So these are, these are your small to mid-sized companies that are the most cash strapped, where access to capital is the very, very hardest, yet they make up the overwhelming majority of the market. And they're also the overwhelming majority of the opportunities in the market, the the folks that can't say yes, right? Um, So we developed Water On Demand. And um, it started out uh, basically um, with an idea of, be the bank, provide the financing. So um, as I took on a larger role and a lot more creative input with, with you know, putting the water on demand project together, um, I was brought through as executive vice president. So really, it's, it, it's essentially um, rigs myself you know, on the executive side, not on the operation side, mm-hmm. and, and it kind of just funnels down there. Um, but we're still, you know, uh, Batman and Robin, um, you know, we, we're, we're kind of yeah. that team. Uh, that does most of the creative thinking. Um, I'm more of the creative and communication side and Riggs is magnificent at at taking my communications and and organizing them and helping uh, put them together in the corporate structure. So they're able to resonate through to uh, our admins and we're able to um, execute.
0: Well, okay, and it sounds like you're bringing a lot of experience to the table. I'm glad you could kind of walk through your role for us a little bit. I guess the last thing I really want to know from you is really what is the the, the real kernel or the diamond in Origin Clear and in inside of Water on Demand that really keeps you so interested and passionate moving forward?
2: It's the single it's the single largest potential wealth creating event of our lifetime. Um, it's water as an oil well. It is literally the most valuable commodity on earth, on earth that has never been monetized ever until now. And it enables not only guys like us, you know, accredited investors, but literally the whole world can be a direct investor in actual water treatment systems and have a, a, a measurable impact on the quality of human health around the world and get paid to do it. Um, water is the single commodity on the planet that is immune to demand destruction. We see what's happening in the market right now. We're about to go through what, what many say is, you know, it depends on who you listen to, but mm-hmm. the, the optimists say it's going to be nasty, but we'll be all right. In the, and, and then the, the, you know, the other side goes, you know, it's, it's it hell on earth. It's going to be hell on, you know, guys like Ed, Ed Dowd, who I think is absolutely brilliant, says it's going to be hell on earth for 10 years. But here's one thing for sure as populations increase, as populations move out of the cities, the need for clean water distribution systems will be there. Water On Demand literally connects a end user to a manufacturer, to an investor, all through an Airbnb or Amazon-like marketplace. It allows for for the world's first true private utility and the ability for ordinary people, as well as the more affluent, to be direct ownership Um, like energy. You know, people have preserved their wealth for four decades in the energy model. This is water, you know, it's it's an oil well for water. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, I think at a time where even assets, real estate, energy, everything's upside down and topsy-turvy. You don't know what, where the heck do I put my money? One of the most powerful messages is the way we've structured this investment. It is so, look, you can't be first in energy. You know energy works, right? You can't be first. You can't be first in real estate. You can't be first in gold. You can't be first in any of the things that you think may, may or may not protect your money right now. You can be first in water. This has never been done before. And we've put together a structure that I believe 10% of your portfolio in water on demand can take your in, turn your entire upside down current asset portfolio and, and, and write it, make it right. Okay? And we actually have a way of calculating that. So we can send people to a calculator. They can plug in their own numbers anonymously. I have a million dollars in the market. I'm down 300, 400, $500,000, which they are, okay? people. Yeah, by, by yeah. simply taking 10% of their assets and putting it into a securitized revenue generating, royalty generating asset with, with with even stock grants attached to it. So there's liquidity events as well. Yeah. Um, they can take 10% of their, uh, of their uh, portfolio and actually rescue their entire overall, they're essentially dollar-cost averaging their entire asset portfolio lower. Wow. And that's exciting
0: all right ken well i'd love to dive into this further across these multiple interviews we're going to be knocking out here but so far i think you did a great job really introducing yourself talking about your role and talking about the passion of why you are here so thank you so much for coming on and thank you everybody for watching if you guys have any questions for ken i am sure he would happily hear you out and answer them so don't be afraid to send them over and ken any closing words from you before we go
2: yeah if you if you um if you want to find out more uh, if you want to use the calculator, if you just want to ask me questions, you can go to oc.gold, oc.gold forward slash Ken and get on my, my calendar.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time again today, Ken. It was a wonderful meeting you. Look forward a pleasure to Pleasure meeting it you, Mike. Kat. Thanks
2: for having me.
1: We don't often get a debrief from the self effacing. Ken Berenger, and um, I think we learned a lot more about him and what he's about. So that is really wonderful to hear. Let's see what's going on here in the chat lines. Keith Rutan says, Ken is a great communicator. I couldn't agree more. All right, and then uh, let's see what we got here. Bobby Rowe, please explain the technology behind OC. Our technology is very simple. We have a set of five patents that we have licensed for a very long time worldwide, around modular water systems, how to deliver water systems in a a box, as we call it. So modular water systems is our prime technology. It is taking off. In fact, we'll be talking about the fast-growing pump station business, which is a very specific business that we are starting to really make some traction in. So um, that's our primary technology. Now, what goes into those? We have some technology with it but we also are willing to let anybody else put uh, somebody else's technology in that box. So it's really delivery method. And Dan Early, the chief engineer visionary who came up with these patents also has an amazing software product line that configures these things automatically. So he can spit out water systems like an assembly line. And that is so unique uh, compared to the way the water industry works today. All right, so hopefully Bobby we answered that. and. Uh, I see that Kevin did a great job of talking about that, too. So thank you, Kevin. All right. What's going on with the economic news? Crash, recovery. (laughs) It's crazy. This morning, 8.57 a.m. from our partner at uh, SRAX, which is um, they help us market to our shareholder base. Um, Futures tumble. 100 basis point rate hike is not on the table. We're bearish. Blah blah blah. So then, twelve sixteen p.m. Market made fresh lows and bounced hard. Technical bounce off the thirty five hundred level. This is the S and P five hundred. So he he was he, all of a sudden he changed his tune. Personally, I think it's a, kind of a dead cat bounce. But you know, like I said, we'll see. Let's take a look at some of the fundamentals behind all this. Look at France. This is a graph. The blue is the monthly deficit in billions of euros. And the red is the 12-month deficit in billions of euros. And they're basically falling off a cliff. That's like, oh, my God, 15.3 billions on one month and 139 billions on one year. That is the new deficit, and they are not stopping. So there's a lot of um, issues with debt. Now, there's another more important uh, issue, perhaps, which is that we're watching Amazon. Actually, it's year-on-year sales growth is dropping, which is why they had a second prime day this year. Hmm, interesting. They're trying to backfill. Of course, there was a big growth. Uh, They were booming going into Q1 of 2020. Even before the pandemic, they were on a a real tear. They maintained it throughout 2020. But then in 2021 onward, it kind of went off. I don't think it has anything to do with Amazon being incompetent. I think it has a lot to do with demand destruction. There's much less demand. People are spending less, and they're, where they're spending money is on things they can't control, like their mortgage went up or whatever, gasoline more expensive, that kind of stuff. So, this is a really interesting graph, and it really says that we are in a, in a demand pullback for the economy. Conclusion we're not done. Okay, so you heard Ken talk about how. Water can save your portfolio. And so I've recorded today, something which we're going to be using that kind of tells that story. Here we go. Hi, I'm Riggs Eccleberry. And if you're like me, you are dealing with a portfolio problem. The markets are not happy. They're getting worse and going to cash is okay. Except that cash itself is losing its value by the day. So what do you do? Right? I guess, tough it out. Yeah, that'll work out over time. But meanwhile, the spouse isn't very happy, right? So what do you do? Well, one of the ways to deal with this is to invest in something that is just new, a strong, vital asset that is just beginning to make its run. An asset that has been coming out of a government monopoly and is now being done more and more by businesses. And this is called decentralized water where businesses do their own water treatment right and you know a lot of people are doing this uh, some pretty big players like jp morgan capital and they're doing very well believe me so how can you participate well my company is the only one that enables everyday investors like you and me to actually participate in the profits, the, the the annuities from these water projects. And they're set up you know, basically on a pay-per-gallon basis just so the business is basically paying the way they're accustomed to paying the city, but they're paying our program, which is called Water On Demand. And you as an investor participate. Now, it's great because, first of all, there's um, some royalties, There's a measure of protection by the fact you can enforce the royalties with the water assets that's built right in. There's also some amazing benefits in terms of stock, early stock that is potentially valuable. All these good things are stuff that you should discuss with my co-founder, Ken Barringer. And he will tell you exactly how it can work. And he will show you how your portfolio is here Water under man is here and all of a sudden things are potentially very good. So this is worth doing. I really feel that you have the potential to right size your portfolio. I kind of think of it as, you know, Apple 1984, right? It's like so early and so powerful that it can deliver some amazing upside for you and your family. So with that, I recommend you uh, contact Ken. All you got to do to schedule with him is in your browser put oc.gold/ken. Oc.gold/ken. Schedule with him. I think that it's going to be very, very good. And I wish you the very best in this economy. We all deserve to do well. Thank you. And that is that. And I'm going to invite Mr. Ken Beringer onto the screen to talk things over. Can you hear me? Aloha. <laughs> well, um, I, I like this direction. You know why? Because I myself am frustrated about my portfolio. I'm like, Ameritrade. I like, I went to cash. And I stopped looking. <laughs> just, just, oh, you know, when they say
2: you're, you know, if you want to get out of a hole, stop digging, you know, I, um, and, and, and here's the thing, like, we're fairly sophisticated people, right? We should, we should be able to do this. None of the old rules have applied. So I heard someone describe it today in a very so when, when financial people get on CNBC or MSNBC or Fox, Fox business, they tend to get these analysts who are extremely, you know, analysts, right? And they use the, you know they use language that people's eyes roll up in the head. But essentially what this fellow said was, "Look we stomped on the gas two years ago to COVID and accelerated a process that had, inflation was rampant since 10, 2010. Yeah. Where was inflation? And like silence, he goes, it was in the stock market. Uh, all the bailouts in 08 and 01, it, it flooded the zone to the banks and companies. And what did they do? They bought, you know, they bought stock. Every So basically the, the wealthiest people in the country doubled the price of the stock market in a couple of years time frame. So that's why your chicken cutlets hadn't tripled right now. Um, the raise of interest rates have you know have continued to partially fuel that you know the people are running through, through the market. But now with the raise of interest rate, people are going, well I can go into I can go into instruments. Okay. Um, but another interesting thing is we had the ability in the 80s, we had a terrible thing, you know, inflation in the 80s. But in the 80s, we built things. And, in, in, you know, we had tradesmen, we had industries, we, you know, we had energy. Um, the petro, the dollar being linked to oil. Everyone's saying, look how strong the dollar is. The dollar is failing up. The rest of the world, if they want to buy oil, they have to buy it in U.S. dollars. Yeah. Therefore, they have to buy our dollars. OK, so they're kind of it, it's that artificial price increase in in, in the US dollar, and as energy prices get higher, we print more money to supply them with more dollars to buy. Instead of just them allowing them to suck the money we've printed up, then we just keep printing it more. And today's announcement, of course, the, um, the COLA, the cost of living adjustment for Social Security was almost 9%. So we're already we already have a system that's bankrupt. We already have a country that's printing money. And now we're going to print 10% more right out of the gate. So this is- service
1: is a, doubled, right? The interest- that, uh,
2: At least doubled, right? Um, the place I'm buying in Clearwater, the mortgage payment I'm going to be paying now is double what I would have been paying. Of course, I would have paid a lot more. Six exactly.
1: With the principle, the principle of the house- I comfort like, myself with that. Yes. It's like bonds. You know, When bonds, interest rate on bonds go up, the value of the bond goes down, right? So you, the, your, your yield right. that is and, what it's all about. And someone said to me, well, why, why don't you wait for the bottom? I said, I don't know where the bottom is. Okay.
2: I know that my cash is losing 20% a year. I don't think the, I don't think the properties I'm buying are gonna lose 20% in the next year.
1: If they do, I'm even. Well, not right? only that, rents aren't gonna go down because people gotta live some- Rent, No, rents
2: will go up, right. Rents will go up, exactly, because because it's the renter's market. So there's there's going to be some bright spots. But everybody who's in all of these traditional assets are, they know it's just basically, you know, it's like you're on the bull and, and you know how like they, they tie their hand, they wrap their hand to the horn, you know, because it's going to, you know, it, they're just going to, they just got to hang on.
1: And um, well, but, that, but the point I was making in my video was you can let that be. Yes. And let, wait for it. You know, HODL, hang on for dear life. Uh, let yeah. it be. And and because the water demand investment is so privileged, mm-hmm. the people who get it, people talk to you, they go, "Thank you, Ken, for the opportunity." When they get it, yeah, Lord,
2: yes. Well, no, you and you see the light go on. Um, this the, look, there's a lot of layers. It, it's a fairly it's a fairly complex set of ideas. We, I think try to, what we try to do every day is is working on simplifying it. Yes, but once the light goes on. Here's how I can very put it, simply put it. You have the ability to be in an asset that has yet to be monetized and you have all the benefits of being an Apple investor of 1984 attached to the same asset, which hasn't been monetized. What part don't you like?
1: And it offsets your- Very, un- very unfair question, I know. And you'll be able to brag to your spouse, like, yeah, I, you know what? My amazing- judgment. Yeah, I was there. Right, I was there. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you, you were one of them? Yeah, I was one of them. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a, um, and, I, and I do think, and look, I I get the whole spouse thing, you know. I'm not worried about Amazon,
1: by the way. Um, I don't think Amazon. Yeah, as long as my my wife's going to keep from going. (laughs) I I I keep thinking about the people who made money from cardboard. Lord, (laughs) (laughs) right? The cardboard manufacturers
2: are killing it. Um, So so, uh, but the um, getting back, you know, joking aside, Amazon is a. What did I say to you earlier on the phone? If clicking a button and getting stuff delivered to your house slows down, right? It's not the price of gas that's preventing you from going to the mall or no. the supermarket, right? This is literally people going, okay, I'm pulling my horns in. It's the bare necessities, right? Um, you know, stakes $18 a pound, right? So, you know, I told you what I did, right? But then um, let's
1: look at our, our core business, the water industry. Uh, for example, right now, we have a, a national um, account. They are expanding. They, they provide interstate services. I can't say more than that. And they're expanding fast. Why? Because people yep. are driving more. Um, they're driving instead of flying because flying has turned into a total disaster. Yep. And as a result, they're opening up all of these uh, interstate um, activities, shall we say. And they have to have pump stations. They have to have pump stations because of the gravity issue. We are like printing money. And I just want to say that uh, we are planning our next announcement will be about the pump station business, Beautiful. how it's gone from uh, being, you know, just 10% of our business in the first half of the year to I think 60% of our current quotations in, in October. So it is really on a roll. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a very exciting situation. And what's great is they're like pancakes. Like, you know what it is, it's a shaft pump at the bottom controls at the top. Right.
2: It's like it's a it's a fan with water, you know. uh, So here's another thing that's important for the prospective investor to to recognize. Whatever the dollar is doing, water is doing it four times faster. The recipient of those royalties will weather that storm. Yes. So, okay, if the water on demand listing event takes a year or two, okay, a couple of years, that's fine right you know and and as we build this portfolio of valuable properties if that begins to elevate uh, the core part of you know the origin clear portion of this thing well then you know while you're waiting to get these revenues you can have some liquidity events i don't think that that's really out there you kind of got to you kind of pick a poison you want to take a chance on equities right you could be right could be wrong and they're already so wrong i think i think the appetite for risk when a guy looks at his Portfolio down thirty-five or forty percent is completely different. So, providing an equity event that doesn't take on that—you know, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong—thing, I think is one of the
1: most attractive features. Yeah, you it's don't also- want to roll the dice. You want to. You right. want to roll the dice. This and is the most common sense uh, offering we've ever made. I think it's brilliant, um, and I love the fact that you're out there creating every single day. Um, people who want to talk to Ken and get the real dope should just put OC.go slash Ken to schedule their their call or email investor I think um, I think you got a you got a few slots available still maybe I do. I do and I, I, I could always make one. Good.
2: Um, I'm excited. Things are mm-hmm. things are you know things are really humming. I um I'm happy with where we are. Um, I'm sad that people are suffering. I, everyone's hurting but I'm even more proud that, that the power of what we put together can help make it right. You know, the way this thing is set up is set up to kind of what was the word I would we were discussing, I think offset to offload a lot of the risk to offset a lot of the, you know, current downside portfolio it transformation. It has that it has that potential, sure.
1: And by the way, you were talking about you know it's going to take a while to ramp up these water systems, but in fact, we are not letting that money sit idle. It's being worked and Investors are going to be extremely happy with the royalty checks they get because we are we have chosen to pass on the uh, benefits of working that money directly to the investors. So it's gonna be- do get asked
2: about that, and so hopefully we'll be able to we'll be able to provide a little bit more detail on that shoot shortly.
1: Well, no, there will definitely be um, some payouts happening within the next thirty days, and that's going to be very oh, beautiful. Exciting. okay. Okay, everyone. Well, listen, it's been great. Thank you very much for being here. It's been a good show and it didn't go over long, which is good. <laughs> next week, we will have that big announcement about pump stations, more educational about how it's going and so forth, and showing how the stats are going. It is really a strong business that we, it's our next spinoff. All will be in the press release and we'll be discussing it further. Uh, I will interview Tom Marchesello on how it's Excellent. going in our business. It can be very, very interesting. So everyone do join us next week. We are continuing to be in there in the business of making water happen as the new gold. Have a great evening, folks. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend, everyone.